What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Here we are back in the heart of Arlington County. Of course, that's Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for another exciting episode of Pace the Nation. And this episode is going to be a little bit different, so you guys are going to have to bear with me. Our two normal co-hosts who are out of town today. So we're going to welcome in our guest co-host sitting to my right. It's my wife, Julie Cully. Julie, what's up? How are you? Hey, Chris. I'm so excited to be you, here. Are you Thank really, you. <laughs> are you really excited to be here or did I twist your arm and say you have to do this and bail us out because I got nobody else? No, I've been waiting impatiently for months and months to be asked back. Well, all the all the Pace the Nation Nation knows that you've been on the program one, two, twice before, I think. I think and it's twice. I think it's twice before. Um, so you are very close to that five times when you get that that jacket that everybody is dying for. We haven't seen anybody get it yet, but... What's the highest count now? I think Charlie is at four, I believe. Oh, Lisa's geez. at three. Uh, wow. if, if, if Doc's and Joanna... You are behind. If Doc's and Joanna were here, they'd, uh, they'd be able to check my work on that. But speaking of Doc's, we actually are going to try to grab him on the phone. So, uh, so hang tight, and let's see if we can get William and, William E. Doc's here on the line. William Docks Productions. How can I direct your call? There he is. We do have William Docks on the line. Docks, I've got you. You are you are on the air here uh, at the oh Pace Nation State Studios. Uh, how's very it going? Nervous. Very nervous. <laughs> uh, I've never called into a podcast before. Well, this is this is the one to call into, man. Um, well, I I just introduced to the uh, audience. My co-host for the day, my wife Julie Cully, and then we're gonna hopefully have that job. <laughs> we're we're gonna hopefully have uh, William Docs on for as long as uh, we can. Uh, so Docs, uh, what? My phone dies in like three minutes. <laughs> so we'll get three minutes of them. So that's well. It's dangerous bread right now. At least we got three minutes. So well, Docs, um, we mentioned last week you were gonna be out of town, and then. Uh, Joanne, of course, went into bunion surgery, and we, we, uh, we haven't gotten an update on that, but we can get an update on uh, how you're doing down uh, wherever you are. Um, where are you, and how are you doing? Um, well, I guarantee the weather is better here than it is there. Oh, it's freezing here. So I got, I got that going for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and today I saw the, the weather reports, and, and they were saying that it was snowing up in the northeast, but I thought... These weather guys must be wrong because I'm pretty sure that Chris Farley guaranteed that it wouldn't I did. snow anymore this year. I did, and we did get a little dusting, but nothing of note, so my guarantee wasn't wrong. Uh, well, you have a pretty loose guarantee. <laughs> no, I did. Well, Arlington County schools were open today, yeah. so if that's any indication. Uh, I don't know. They're, they're so unpredictable. That's true. That's very true. So you are... You are south. You're not in the nor'easter, so that's good. Uh, where about south? I just watched a spring training baseball game with nice. my dad. Nice. Uh, and, and we're walking back to the car. That's cool, man. Um, we, we park. Uh, there's this really cool walking trail that goes through town. So we park at one end of it and then walk the trail to the baseball stadium. And then we need about four hours of rest which is why we watch the baseball game, and then we're up another walk afterwards. So right. we're walking back, right? So did you see the Phillies play? I did. Mm. I did. 
Phillies played the Red Sox. Nice. Um, and we had uh, some very colorful Red Sox fans sitting behind us. Uh, but luckily, I think that, that they uh, they left after, like, the second inning. Otherwise, this would be a oh. very contentious call. Yeah, <laughs> a heated William Docks. Um, I've never been to well, spring... Not, not heated. I mean, they, they, they weren't interacting with me. They were just... Uh, very obnoxious. Well, an, an annoyed William Dox. Before they showed up, yeah. Which is a usual William Dox, so yeah, no, yeah. nothing oh. out of the ordinary. Um, I've never yeah. been to spring training. I'd love to go, actually, so I hope you uh, take some copious notes for me. I'm interested in how that goes. Uh, well, you'll have to study hard if you want to if you, if you make it successful. I, I know. It's not one of those things you can just show up and wing it. <laughs> no, no, no doubt. Uh, that's my specialty, showing up and winging it. Um, all right, Docs. Well, we've got a big show to get to. I don't know how long you can hang in there with us, but uh, we've got a we've got a big show to get to. Uh, we've got a very exciting guest who's going to join us in studio, Heather Stevens. Uh, she was formerly a coach at Georgetown, worked at Wassell, and most recently is working for this Wyco company. Uh, she's going to tell us all about. It. I know she's been traveling the world. Uh, Docs, you've met uh, Heather, and Julie is uh, you and Heather are good friends. So I got I got to give you. We credit. were reunited today. It was yes, wonderful. that's awesome. So she's going to join us in studio. I got to give you credit for uh, bringing Heather in studio and uh, bringing us this great guest today. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, Docs, and you can comment on this too. I've got a question for Julie. There was a a news story about running that was making the rounds today. I don't know if you saw it, Docs. But this, I, I don't watch the news while I'm on vacation. That's true. Uh, that's that's it's true. Like our friend Brian Harris does not uh, read books on. That's vacation. that's true. Yeah, who would read a book to relax on vacation? But actually, what's funny is Chris Farley actually reads books on vacation. It is. It's a weird it thing. For his New Year's resolution. This is sort of a tangent. Night. It's sort of a tangent, but I actually do read books on vacation. I don't read at all, but I do read books on vacation. Wow. But <laughs> again, for another show. But today, yeah. the story was making the rounds that a ten-year-old was was forced to run to school. The school was about a mile away from his house, um, which, you know, running to school, you know, that, 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 that can be, uh, you know, not, not a bad thing, uh, teaching the 10-year-old to run to school. But it was, a dis- mm-hmm. it was a disciplinary act by the father. Did you see this story? I did not, no. Julie, did you see this I story? I didn't either. All right, so there was 23 million yeah. views. Uh, can, I, can I predict where you're going with this before you get there? Uh, please do. I, I'm wondering if this is like you're going to ask Julie, how soon can we force James to run? To <laughs> I, I am going to ask. You're close. You're very close. I'm asking her opinion on this parenting style. Is what my question okay. really is. And and Docs, I'll ask your opinion too. Um, uh, and and then I'll choose which opinion I like better. And then we'll, we'll, well use. You better side with Julie. (laughs) That's true. That's true. All right. So here's the story. So this kid, and this is a running podcast, so it's a running related story so we can bring this up. Uh, This kid who was acting up uh, was pushing these other kids on this bus and uh, causing trouble and all this stuff on this bus was disciplined by the school and not allowed to ride the bus. Okay. So the dad said, well, I'm not going to give you a better, uh, a better option of actually getting a ride to school. Cause who as a, as a 10 year old, who wouldn't want to ride to school? Who would rather take the bus right. than you get to pick, 
you get to pick your own tune. Right. Exactly. Uh, you probably can eat in the back of the car. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's so the dad's saying, why should I reward this kid if he's acting right. up on the bus? Why shouldn't I give him a harder path to get to school, which is running the mile and a half to school as a 10-year-old? We get, the distance keeps getting longer. Well, it was a mile and a half-ish. I don't know. You know. <laughs> two old men with the story being exaggerated with every telling. All right. So let, let, Julie's opinion first. Let, 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 and let, me just, let me just finish, let me just finish the, the, the story, and then I want Julie's opinion on how oh. to raise our son. Um, I thought you were done. <laughs> okay. So uh, the kid at 10 years old has ADHD, which a lot of kids at that age do. I mean, that's like a thing that everybody has these days, you know? Yeah. Julie's pointing at me like, like I'm scared for everybody to know that I actually have ADHD. Uh, fine. I, I was one of those kids, you know, that's fine. I'm not embarrassed to admit. Um, so, and it was raining outside while the, uh, the kid was forced to run to school. Quick question. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's a lot. A lot of my opinion of this goes with this answer. Is the kid made out of sugar? No. <laughs> no. Well, Regular so kid. If, if he was, then the rain would milk him. Then that would be a problem. Right. Good. 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 Right. Made sure he making sure that you realize that. Yeah. That he's definitely not made okay. of sugar. Regular kid. So I'm glad you you uh, brought that up. Um, So in the rain, the dad followed him at like five miles an hour and watched the kid uh, run to school. The dad videoed it and put it on Facebook, 23 million views. So Uh, there has been mixed reviews of this video. Some people on the side uh, of the dad, some people upset with the dad. And my question on Pace the Nation here to Julie first and then to Docs is where do you land on this? Well, I think Julie, first. Don't take too long. I'm jumping out of my seat right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you've got so much to say. Well, I think the first thing is: are, are we really trying to encourage this child to like the sport of running, to like the mm, act of running? That's a good, good question. Because running's getting a p- pretty bad rap here in this family. Right. If he gets punished by being forced. I didn't to think run. of that angle. Now, did he have his backpack on when he, he was did. running? He oh did, my yeah. gosh, this yeah. is uh, this is getting borderline like child abuse. Cruelty. Mm, yeah. Okay. I, I don't want to. I don't want to hop too hard on that train. <laughs> okay. Um. But I don't know. She's I just, straddling the fence. I think. I think that there are plenty of other types of discipline that you could take inside the house. Maybe you could restrict video games. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could do things that don't actually physically complicate the situation. You know, the child could end up with an injury. He's still, still pretty young. Sick. Yeah. So did, were the, was there any opinion from the kid afterwards? Or was it just this dad thing? Yeah, so the, the, the reaction of the kid is coming out. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. That's a, that's a good question. Um, so, so she's kind of, kind of straddling the fence a little bit, which is fair. Certainly All right. if we want James to be a runner someday. I don't <laughs> right. think strapping his backpack to him <laughs> and point. telling him to run to Washington Lee High School is going to be a good idea. He'll go to Yorktown, but yeah. good point. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Docs, Docs uh, you have an opinion on this? Yes. So in, in a vacuum, I love the idea of the dad making the kid run to school, considering that he followed the kid in the car. Mm-hmm. If, if the kid was sent off on his own, I, I, I might have questioned that. But the fact that he made sure that the kid was safe, I like it. Okay. Uh, but I'm out as soon as he's 
posted to Facebook. Wow. That's bad parenting. Docs, Docs and I are lined up exactly. That never happens. I, that is, this is the first. I totally agree, dude. <laughs> that like, makes for a very good show. He, <laughs> he lost me when he tried to make it all about himself and posted yeah. it on Facebook for... So I think that's the... He's making it all about him. Yeah. That, so that's the interesting follow-up to it. Your, your question is whether the kid liked it or not. I did see a follow-up video just before we started broadcasting here that the kid was like, now he's somewhat of a celebrity and, you know... So he, he's liking it for the wrong right, reasons, basically. Right, Because right. now he's famous on, you know, social YouTube media. YouTube and, and Facebook, yeah. Every kid's dream is to be a... a uh, social media to go viral. Memory. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh so, my God, this kid's this kid's life is all complete. He's now. gonna run. To, he's gonna <laughs> love. Now he is gonna love running. Yeah. So maybe he will. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go, Julie. Now that now that you found that out, do you, do you change your opinion on this? Yeah. I don't. I still don't think. Uh, I don't know. Were there sidewalks? I mean, was it even safe? Yeah. The dad was following. It was. But... It was. It looks safe to me, but my yeah. definition of safe and her definition of safe are two different things. But very different. It looked. It looked pretty safe to me. <laughs> But I do think I do think that he ruined it when he put it on Facebook. I'm with you because now it's like yeah. the, the the dad is trying to be this social media celebrity, and they got his 15 minutes of fame and blah blah blah. Oh whatever. my gosh, let's let's record it when he's on the Ellen show. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So now the big question is though, like, what happens if he does something bad and he acts up again? Right. You know what? It, what is going to be the punishment? And is the dad going to be looking for? new creative ways to go viral again he's gotta yeah he's gotta keep stepping it up right so you said docs that his life is made maybe his life is ruined i don't know because no, no, no. well i mean it's all downhill once you once you once you reach the peak you know i know once you get to the top of the roller coaster <laughs> right right 23 million it's views decline. yeah there, there isn't much you can do to get 23 million views that's that's legit um so they're going to have to really ramp that's, it up. That's approaching pace of the nation. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys' opinion um, on on that situation. That was a, a real pressing topic that I was uh, interested in hearing uh, your, your opinion on. All right. Uh, next up, guys, very excited to be joined in studio by Heather Stevens. She works for Wyco. She's been traveling around the world. We're going to ask her all about all that, where she ran, how was the running around the world. I mean, I barely traveled out of Arlington, so I'm really interested in this interview. Heather Stevens joins us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Julie, we are excited to be joined in studio by... Wyco star employee Heather Stevens. Heather, how are Hi, you? Hi guys, it's Yay. so great to be here. Well, Yay. thank you for for joining us uh, in studio. I'm going to make sure that you talk right into the mic. So yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, thank you for joining us in studio um, last minute, as we usually do for Pace the Nation. I mean, how like how much notice were you given on? Was it like <laughs> ten minutes, twenty well, minutes? After she woke up from her jet lag hangover, yeah. Yeah. I asked right. her to come on Pace the Night. Nice. <laughs> For real. I'm actually not even supposed to be in D.C. right now. Right. Um, I was scheduled to fly to New York. Okay. And instead, I'm on an extended layover, which is like the best ever extended layover to be here with you guys. Well, we love to ha have you on the show. And we do talk a lot about weather on this show. So it's good that you brought up the, the weather. Uh, Docs mentioned before you came on that there was... 
What'd you say? A nor'easter? Is that what you, is that, that that what you call a it? A nor'easter. Is that what you called it, Docs? I, all I said was I have beautiful weather down here. Oh, okay, got it. Well, there is a nor'easter. So, is the reason why you can't try? Because obviously, as we look outside here, it's not as nice as where Docs is, but it's beautiful. Yeah, but the weather in New York was yeah. Bad. The weather in New York um, and Connecticut, my final destination, is they're getting. A lot of snow. Pelted with snow. All right. Well, good. Better them than than, than us, for sure. Um, all right. Well, we got a, a number of things I want to touch on with you, Heather. So uh, you were a runner at Syracuse. So did you grow up in the New York area or that area? To, and that's um, why you went to Syracuse? I'm from Connecticut. Okay. So I went to Syracuse only like four hours away. Um, yeah. And then ran at Syracuse for four years and then got into coaching. Um, and that's where you met Julie, right? Yeah. So you guys coached, did you guys coach together at Georgetown? No, it had a little overlap. Okay. Any overlap. I was kind of coming around the team, volunteering a little bit. Um, and she was a, an assistant coach at the time. Okay. Gotcha. And then I took over her job when she left. Oh, well, <laughs> for thank <greener> you. Pastures. <laughs> well, thank you for the, uh, income that we desperately needed. Thank you. Kids are <laughs> not cheap. Go. Kids I are not cheap. That. Kids are not cheap these days. Well, um, keep saying thank you, Heather. Yeah. So did you enjoy coaching at Georgetown? I loved it. Yeah. It was, um, it was exactly what I wanted to do when I was leaving college. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seemed like a natural next step and spent two years here and it was a really memorable two years and had a blast. And you were, you were always a, a good, run, good, good runner and, and you ran a little bit for the Pacers racing team too, right? I did. That was exciting. Yes, of course. Um, and you ran, I, I think I remember you running, maybe you ran, was it Cherry Blossom? Maybe a couple of our other races? Yeah, okay. probably did about five or five or six races with cool. you guys. Yeah. So Heather is a a, a fast runner, um, and your competitive days are behind you now, though, right? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I guess okay. you never really know. Yeah. I haven't. She's still young. I That's haven't. True. I haven't given it up. Um, right. Maybe just a little pause. Right. Uh, so then you you went to Wassell after Georgetown. So tell us about what you did for Wassell. Yeah. So I guess when I was working at Georgetown. Like I said before, it felt like the natural next step. Running was my passion, and I figured if I wasn't going to go on to be a professional runner, then maybe I should try out coaching. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It's a little strange being so close in age to the athletes. Right. Um, so I think it was challenging in ways that I didn't expect. Um, and I had a great time. I learned a lot, but I felt like I needed to try something different and then, you know, return to coaching maybe in a different different sort of way down the road. So in the in that transition and knowing I needed something different, I had met a couple of the women at Wazelle and probably two years before joining with them. And they had a spot open on staff. Mm-hmm. Um, it was I was going to be customer service for them. Mm-hmm. And so I said, this is a really, really cool group of women. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try moving across the country, uh, pursuing my passion of running in a different way. And that was pretty much that. I packed yeah, up my things and It's a crazy move. And, and it, it's good on you for doing it. Because again, I barely could leave Arlington. So that's <laughs> why you travel the world and I didn't. Uh, but... Uh, Wassell, we've got a lot of listeners who are big fans of Wassell and are part of the flock or the volley. The volley. What's, what's what is the volley? Oh, the volley. That was. Uh, it is an amazing team 
of women who are from all over the world. Mm -hmm. I believe when I left, we had 17 different countries around the world that women were racing. And um, basically, it's a pay-to-play model Mm -hmm. where you you sign up for each year, $100, Mm -hmm. get a singlet, and you're welcomed into a community wherever you are. So global community, but also local community. And you race, train, meet up with these women. And it's just a, it's an empowering force. Yeah, a very passionate group. I mean, a lot of them come to our races, listen to our podcast, you know, I mean, just really involved in the running community. So very, very cool. We did have Sally on the program, maybe almost two years ago now. And she is the founder and I guess, you know, founder of, of Wassell. So really inspiring brand um, out there in Seattle. So you worked for them for a while, and then what moved you to, to make a change? Yeah, so I was out in Seattle with them for three years, and I loved it. I loved mm-hmm. every second of it. Um, but that that sort of unsettled feeling of needing a change again was in me, and I I wanted I wanted to work remotely because I couldn't quite figure out where I wanted to live in the world. Um, and so to have a remote job would allow me to do that. Mm-hmm. So I started researching companies that would allow you to work remotely. And I stumbled into a really interesting concept. And the name of Wyco at the time was WeRoam. We recently changed over. But it's a program that provides travel, housing, and a co-working space and lots of events in cities all around the world for remote working professionals. All right, so we're here in Studio 1A. Upstairs from us is the make offices, um, and they are a co-working space. So is this a co- is, is it similar to the make office? Do you know the make office concept where they have a bunch of different businesses upstairs here? Is it similar you to that? Totally. You can rent space upstairs, right? Yeah. So this would be like a virtual make office, correct? Yeah, definitely. And so uh, probably the one most popular and what people are familiar with is WeWork. Okay. Um, but we, we partner with co-working spaces around the world. And our company right now uh, works out of 25 different locations in six continents. Wow. So um, our clients come on and they live in one country every month and then move to the next one. All right. I, I'm really slow. <laughs> I, I just have a hard time grasping this concept. Julie, are you are you understanding this? Yeah, I got okay, it. Okay, so you totally got it. All right. <laughs> so I, I sometimes think our listeners are as slow as me, so I slow everybody down to make sure that we all totally understand. And when we say when I say we all, I mean me, uh, totally understand. So there are co-working spaces around the world. So give me an example. You were in Argentina, right? Yeah, I was just in Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires, which is in Argentina, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you were in Buenos Aires, and there's a co-working space there. Now, you um, and you're working in a physical location? Physical location. With a bunch of other companies in Buenos Aires. Yes. And so our clients who come on board with WICO uh, have the option to go there to work. Okay. Um, Some people prefer coffee shops, but we provide a co-working space as an option for them when they're in that city. So if you're in that city, so you can just travel around the world and work 
and you right. Say, oh, right. Okay, I got it. So Wyco okay. could technically have a group in Washington D.C. that it. comes here for a month, and they could rent the space above us. And if I'm part of Wyco, I can go upstairs and work. Yeah. So they would they would rent out a little space, but people <sighs> may prefer it. to go to Northside Social sure. instead. But while they're here, you know, learning about Washington D.C. Wyco would have different events to get them to know the city. But ultimately, you're in a group of people who are, like Heather said earlier in conversation, they're very Mm like-minded. So they're all individuals who kind of need the inspiration of going abroad and doing something totally different. And their jobs are all completely different from different companies. Uh, But they kind of come together in these co-working spaces and learn from each other and socialize. All right. Exactly. Good. Well Well said. now, Chris, I, I'm having, uh, I'm also having trouble, like, <laughs> grasping this, too. So, I mean, just to make sure I understand it, this is because the, the people are working and, and constantly on the run because they're uh, participating in illegal activities. <laughs> and <they're> <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, she didn't say no. Yeah. How do you think they afford to fly all over the world, too? Right. <laughs> Well, I I, um, I I think I grasped the concept. Very cool concept for those of, of, of you who like to travel. That's that's really cool. Um, so your job with them was what? So I do marketing for the company. Okay. So I try to get more people to do it. So I Got guess it. in some form, this is a little bit of marketing right now. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Check out Wyco. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and, and you said they're in six different continents. Yeah, six different continents, and we have 25 options of locations that we go to, and you can sign up for as short as a month and stay on really as long as forever. Wow. Um, Pause, jump to different itineraries, leave, and come back. Okay. So. All right. So where are the places that you, you, you've, you've been on the road for, and I've followed uh, Heather on social media. Where, how can we find you on social media? Instagram, I think is oh, really yes. good. Yeah. Feather Stevens. Feather Stevens. Creative play on words. Very good. <laughs> Feather Stevens on Instagram. So give her a follow. Stevens is with a PH, right? With a PH. There you go. All right. So Feather Stevens on Instagram, you can see and be jealous of all the places she's traveled. So <laughs> in the last like nine, 10 months, you've been how many places? I, I, I was counting it up on my flight back yesterday, and I have been to 19 places in the past nine months. Wow. All right. Which so is pretty crazy Can to you think name about. all 19? Oh, gosh. I, I thought you might put me on yeah, the spot I'm going like to put this. you on the spot. Yeah, I can maybe. tell you where I started. Okay. So maybe um, name three quarters of them. Sure. Okay. Started in Belgrade, Serbia. Okay. Serbia. Went to Prague. Prague. Love Prague. Prague. I've been great. I've been Prague with Docs. We we were there for the World Cup, even though the World Cup wasn't in Prague. I think it was in Germany. So Germany. That was in, next up. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So Germany. Berlin. Okay. All right. So there uh, you go. Let's see. Then it was back to Belgrade for a little while. Went to Greece. Okay. Saw Mykonos. That was beautiful. Where's that? What's What's Mykonos? Mykonos is an island off of Athens. Mm. So took a ferry there. Very cool. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a common spot for people from Belgrade to go visit in the summer. Okay. Uh, so we took them up on that advice. Um, let's see. After that, I spent a lot of time in in Serbia. Okay. Um, which wasn't a place that was ever on my list mm-hmm. uh, to go. It doesn't seem like it a, is a place that everybody would want to need to go to a, a bucket list place. It just doesn't seem it, like it doesn't. And it flies way under the radar. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what makes it so cool. There are some 
unbelievable running spots there and it is a huge foodie city okay. and it's really really inexpensive so oh, very cool it's, it's great um let's see after that went to oh i went back to greece greece again I went back to greece okay. went to athens spent some time there went to santorini which is the most beautiful place mm-hmm. i think i've ever been um after that went to florence Italy. Okay. Yep. There we go. All right. Florence. I'm, I'm losing track proud, here. Proud but. of myself. That's about, all right. I think you've got <laughs> over three quarters of them. Yeah. All right, okay. So that's fair. You mentioned Serbia was a great place to run. So how much running did you do when you were on the trip? And, and name some of the great places that you did run. Yeah. So it, it was interesting stepping into this lifestyle because um, I'm used to being around runners all the time. It's mm-hmm. sort of been my life. And I was the only runner really right coming into it um and were you with were you working with a group of people or were you traveling alone or? yeah so our staff at the time had 10 people and we're in all different locations but we traveled with our clients so about 35 people per trip wow uh so hosted a couple running events that's very cool did you get some of the 35 to run i did nice yeah yeah, you got to get back into coaching. Hey, or you if, were coaching there. If you there. do nice a quarter work. mile, it's still Yeah, that's something. Still that's good. Yeah, and that's that great. needs to be part of the event schedule, getting that, them exercising. Definitely. Yeah. And and uh, hopefully we can keep building that. But, that's cool. Um, yeah, so we went out to the countryside in Serbia mm-hmm. uh, to a place called Mokrin. And there's a little co-working space out there. It's in the middle of nowhere called Mokrin House. And it... It is just dirt roads for miles wow. and miles. Beautiful. Um, and one of my most memorable runs there, we ran from Mokrin House to Romania. Wow, very so cool. So cross the border, turn around how, and how came many, back. How many miles is that? It, so <laughs> coming from non-runners, they said, oh, it's only uh, 2K. Right. Sure, no problem. It was more like 10K to get out there. Ooh, so you had to do the whole K's thing, too. Yeah. Everybody's talking in K's, yeah. But yeah, they, they were totally off on what yeah. they were. Yeah, 2K, 10K, same thing to them when they're on cars or are they on horses or what What are they? What yeah. kind of mode of transportation? <laughs> oh, geez. Are they, I, I'm sure they have cars. Regular, regular, regular cars, vehicles. yeah. Okay, good, all right, all right. But we, yeah, it was, it was a midday run and uh, it was over 100 degrees. Ooh. And... And they probably said Celsius too. Oh which is, yeah, even, so then I'm even more confusing, yeah. right? So oh. it, just out in the middle it was of nowhere. Over 100 degrees Celsius. Over 100 degrees Celsius. <laughs> that would be, that would be that's, really, that's really hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is why Chris Farley doesn't like to travel yeah. overseas. <laughs> I know. We haven't done an overseas uh, yeah, not, vacation no, yet, no, so no, no. you can see him cringing as oh, you yeah. say the word Celsius yeah. and, and, and K's, K's. Yeah. Right. A little right. bit out of your usual. Oh, out of my comfort zone. And don't get me started on the outlets and the plugs that you have to use. <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. Yeah. Now that is way out of my comfort zone. How you charge your phone and then roaming data. Whew. Roaming data. All right. So I, let's start. Let's worst. get back to plugging how great it was. Not not my problem <laughs> with traveling. So so you you went on this 10K run to Romania. Went on a 10K run. Get out there. It was one of those things where I knew I hadn't really hydrated properly. Oof. I knew that it probably wasn't smart to keep going, and I didn't know how much further Were it was. Were you by yourself? But I was with one other person, um, and we <laughs> we got way out into the middle of nowhere and just decided, okay, let's keep pushing. So we're coming back from that, all stoked about 
passing over into Romania. Mm-hmm. And um, we started seeing mirages on the road. Ooh. And just, it was one of those runs where you That's just had to good. actually do the stop and walk. Right. No shame at all. Ooh. Just brutal. Try to finish and, and it out. And you say we. How many people? It was just um, just another okay. one of my coworkers. Yeah. Wow. So uh, made it back, but it was it, honestly it was a slow paced run, but towards the end of it, it sort of felt like that feeling of the last mile of a half marathon where you're really yeah. pushing. Yes. <laughs> Not a huge difference in feeling from like no. six mile six minute pace. Thankfully, you probably had no idea how fast you were actually running yeah. to. <laughs> right. Exactly. Don't record that one. You couldn't, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't, couldn't charge your Garmin because you couldn't plug it into the wall. So, yeah. of course, you didn't know. Or, I, don't know <laughs> I don't know if oh, Strava would be recording over there <laughs> no, either. I'm, I'm not, no, I, gotta, I shouldn't be so negative. Um, so, that, that sounds like a tough run, but I'm sure there was some beautiful good runs along the way. Oh, Other places beautiful. that you Other places that you ran that were really cool? Yeah. Where, where should our listeners travel to go run? Oh, my gosh. And then work at Wyco at their workspace there are so many places I really liked uh Prague the Czech Republic um I drove out one day about probably an hour and a half drive to Bohemian Switzerland Mm -hmm. and it is just the most beautiful spot trails for miles and miles and views that I'll never forget it was uh it was definitely a memorable run that's very cool um we're going to have to get Heather's guide to running overseas. Oh, I like should start maybe, something yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, we're, we're kind of coming up with ideas for your for your next uh, endeavor. Yeah. Did I, you, yeah. Now, did you did you, you know, document the trip or was that just through your social media and Instagram I have, or I have taken a, blog or a lot like of photos. Okay, cool. I need to compile them into something. But that you, makes you can sense again, Feather, Feather Stevens, you can see all the, 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 the photos of the last nine months. I'm sure you had a lot of. Yeah, totally. Very, very cool. And on um, Feather on the Run. Feather on the Run is, yeah. is a is a website or blog or something? Or yeah, what? it's a, it's my blog website. Cool. So I'm, I'm going to spend the next month here updating stories cool. and um, great places to run, great yep. places to eat abroad. So. What was the most, was there anything that was now interesting? I was going to ask you if there's really something most interesting thing that happened to you or most exciting thing that happened to you. Sounds like the scariest thing that happened to you was almost dying on a run in Romania. (laughs) Anything interesting or exciting? Are there moments that you remember and say, man, this was awesome? Definitely. A lot of those. Um, There there were a lot of uncomfortable moments, like you mentioned, being out of your... Comfort zone is good. Being out of your comfort zone. Um, Recently, actually last week when I was in Buenos Aires, Mm -hmm. we visited a homeless shelter. Wow. Um, And it's a homeless shelter for people who are disabled. Mm -hmm. And it was was one of those moments that kind of stops you in your tracks Mm -hmm. and... I think I, I wrote about this on my Instagram, but it's it's really easy to get stuck in the day-to-day and, and you get really busy and maybe running is part of your day-to-day and you put your head down and you get into your routine. But this particular example, I met a guy who had been at the shelter for seven years. Okay. Um, he, I said, how did you get here? And his name's Hector. So you just went up and approached him and started yeah, talking? That's yeah, yeah. Cool. We, wow, were, we is... were there to do some painting and repairs okay. for them. But I really wanted to get to know the people that were there. That's cool. And there were, he was one of the men who spoke English, so mm-hmm. it was easier to connect. Right. Um, and he told me that he, he had been in a 15-year coma. Wow. 
and coming out of that he had to he had to go into recovery and when he woke up from the coma his he realized that his wife had passed away oh my um, gosh it was it was just one of those stories that just shakes you to the core right it's unimaginable and he as he was in recovery he actually was diagnosed with cancer as wow. well and so spent 3 years and he's he's uh doing a lot better but the moment I walked into the shelter, he said to me, the first thing he said is, hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm Hector. Today is a wonderful day to be alive. It's great. And it was, it was just That's one awesome. of those moments that kind of shakes you out of your reality, my privileged reality. Right. I'm and having a bad day because my cell phone doesn't work. Yeah. I'm, I'm running low on charge. Those exactly. are my... Yeah. Or it, it made me think back to right. even running life, right? Yeah. Where a bad run or a bad workout feels like the end of the world. It feels like <laughs> right. it's, it's one of those things that makes you want to crawl into bed and not come out. But right. um, I don't know, seeing things outside of running or outside of regular life like that sort of give you the perspective awesome. you need. So. I, I, I do love those perspective moments because sometimes you do get wrapped up in like little problems that you're like, uh, if, yeah, if I, if I just think of Hector's life, then I'll, you know, snap out of this and get back to, uh, you know, realizing how lucky we are. Exactly. I think that this advice is applicable for uh, a lot of our listeners, but I've, I've never heard you to get, get wrapped up in in the most minute thing. That's a good point. (laughs) And certainly not dedicate an entire show to it. That's that's very true. See, that's why we need docs in studio. He can, uh, he keeps me in check. If you can, if you can't tell Heather, I was going to ask a question about, um, kind of safety when you were running abroad. Yeah. Um, I know Chris's brother, my brother-in-law, John, mm-hmm. is overseas in Sicily right now, and he has been running in areas that runners aren't normally running. So it's it's not really, some, through some of these cities, there's not necessarily sidewalks, or it, maybe running is not something that's really common. Mm-hmm. He ended up actually getting bit by a dog. Mm. Um, that they didn't know whether he had its shots or yeah, not. Yeah, it was a stray or, and yeah. stuff. Oh. Did you, in some of the cities that you were in, were there moments where you were a little nervous, like this is not really part of the culture, you know, you don't see other people being active and out and about, and how did you kind of handle that in different places? Yeah, no, that's um, that's definitely something I thought a lot about, and in in some cities more than others. And what I'll say to that is, I made a lot of running buddies. So people right. who maybe weren't runners previously, I I said, "Come on, let's go try." Twist it. their arm a little I'll bit. I'll go any yeah. pace you want. Right. It doesn't matter to me. Let's go out together because you feel a little bit safer that way. Um, Morocco, in particular, was a spot where beautiful, beautiful running, but. Um, being a woman there, whether you're running or not, and going out alone and uh, in typical running clothes, so maybe shorts and a t-shirt, mm-hmm. aren't really acceptable with their culture there. So there's just adjustments that you have to make. Um, and the truth is something something could happen here, right? Going out for a run, and that's something you have to think about, unfortunately. Um, but it was it was definitely a consideration for me, but fortunately nothing nothing bad happened yeah and you, you like yeah safety and numbers and convincing somebody else peer pressuring somebody else and doing a run hey yeah, that's like that's not that, the worst definitely. 
Definitely. Yeah, and, and my, my brother ended up being okay. The dog didn't have rabies. I just yeah. want to make sure everybody knows. Oh, okay. Because okay. he's, he's a listener. Of, he's a listener of the program, yeah. and a lot of his buddies are too. So he's been in, in Italy for forever, and uh, well, forever. He's coming back in a couple of weeks. You were gone forever. He was, he's, been, <laughs> he's, been, he's been there for like months, so he's coming back soon, fortunately. I have a question about the, the also picking the places that you do run. Like you said that when you're in Prague, you journey two and a half hours to find a place <laughs> to run. But I, I can't imagine every day uh, you had that luxury. So how, how did you also find, like if you're constantly going to new cities, yeah. how, how did you find the places to run? Yeah, so I think what I did is I... I've been looking at running a little bit differently than I used to. So when I was working at Georgetown, we would drive out to Rock Creek Park or find Mm -hmm. a a spot that had soft surface or in Seattle, same sort of thing when I was living there. And with my experience in the past nine months, I've I've used running as a catalyst uh, to see the cities, right? And so most runs, I didn't know where I was going to end up. Um, I'd bring my phone with me in case I needed directions to get back, but I would just kind of wander the city and see places that people who don't run wouldn't get to see. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and it was just, it was a really great way to learn a place and, and do it kind of quickly. Um, yeah. And for that, I was really, I was really thankful that running is a part of my life. Like how many days a week did you run? Three, four, oh, something like that? Oh, it really varied. Yeah. So when I first started, I wasn't running a whole lot. Right. Um, I decided to just give myself some breathing room from it, mm-hmm. uh, but got back into like five days a week. Nice. So suddenly you switch over from training all the time, which is something that, that you and I both know pretty well. Chris is still in that mode. He's never going to let go. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. I love but it. like using your legs and your aerobic ability yeah. as transportation too, um, which is, which is kind of cool. You know, sometimes Different you're, perspective sometimes sure. you're running errands and you just literally <laughs> need to be using your legs to do those things. And yeah, going to a different city is, is, is pretty cool being able to kind of charge it in a different way. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, that's something even coming back to DC right now that was an immediate memory is coming out of college and moving to DC and coaching. It was really weird to go from having running as the center of my life. And it was really hard for me to even take a day off. It, it gave me massive anxiety. Chris knows that very well. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it was always on my mind. Whereas, and it's been a long process for me, but now it's it's more of something I, I just look forward to and do it when I can. Um, and I think it's just going to take a lot of different shapes in my life. Um, like I said, I don't know if competition is done for me, and I don't think it is. But at the moment, it. it's it's just out there putting one foot in front of the other and breathing in and out. That's yeah. what feels best. Not feeling so strapped down by it. Yeah. De- definitely. So you've traveled the world the last nine months. You're here in D.C. Your flight's delayed to New York. So wh- <laughs> Thank what's, 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 what's next for you? Where, where are you headed next? Gosh, that is a great question. Um, so next up, I'll, well, immediately, I guess I'll be in New York, Connecticut, visit family up in Maine. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm sort of figuring out what's next. I'm still working for WICO. Mm-hmm. Um, but something about even doing WICO is is going away from myself, going away from my identity that I've held so close, which mm-hmm. is running, um, and looking at it a little differently. And and I'm, I'm thinking about, talking with a few friends about this, is 
um, bringing bringing it back into my life in a more substantial way. Okay. And I I love coaching. I love running, and I've done quite a bit of online coaching. And so I'm kind of looking to still maintain this travel lifestyle, but take on more online coaching clients. Very cool. Very cool. I think you do awesome at that. And there's a good market for, for that sort of business. Yeah. Do you um, need more business? Should we be shouting from the mountaintops about <laughs> you taking on? Uh, sure. Go for I mean, it. Any listeners here yeah. want a uh, online running coach? <laughs> Who's traveled the world. And, you know, we've got some listeners who go and, and, and run all over the world, races all over the world, stuff like that. You'd be a perfect coach for those folks. Yeah. And that, I mean, honestly, my ultimate dream is marrying my two loves of running and coaching mm-hmm. and travel and maybe getting into running retreats as well. That's very cool. All right. Well, so. good. Well, we can follow all this stuff. Uh, again, what was your, what's your website? Featherontherun.com. Featherontherun.com. Feather Stevens on Instagram. Great pictures there. She we're, promises lots of updates. Yeah, so we're going to hold weeks. you to those updates. Yes. We definitely want to see now those you're updates. Now you're held accountable. Well, it's go out there. check yeah. it out. Yeah, check it out. And they'll be there. The, and, and the first thing you got to do on, on featherontherun.com is promote that you're on this podcast, uh, which will come out. We're not sure when, but uh, it'll it'll come out at some point. <laughs> And the, and we'll make sure the world knows. And we'll make sure that you, you you're aware on social media. Are you on Twitter as well? I'm on Twitter as well. Right, same so same handle. Feathers Feather Stevens on Twitter. So, all right, Heather, great job, great interview. Maybe maybe hosting a podcast is in your future too. You did a great job. A traveling today. podcast. There you go. Hey, yeah. there a lot you of go. equipment to take on the road. I don't know if Docs is ready for that. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I think we can twist his arm. <laughs> All right. That's Heather Stevens. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. There she goes. Heather Stevens. She's with Wyco. She joined us here on Pace Nation. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Stay with us. All right. Welcome back to the program. And thanks again to Heather Stevens for joining us. She's, of course, with Wyco. Uh, very cool nine months she's been on. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram. It's Feather Stevens. Uh, feather, like the feather, like ruffling your feather, ruffling your feathers. Or, yeah, like like what a bird has. Chloe, it's interesting that she she went a little bit outside the the PTN box. Right. Usually our guests just throw in underscores into their name. Yes. Uh, when somebody else feels it, but but. Uh, uh, she went in a different direction. I like it. I, I do too. I think you, you you did ask her after we were off air. You asked her uh, why it wasn't Heather Stevens. And oh, I somebody, can answer this. Yeah. Some, I can answer this. Someone had stolen it. Um, because she is Somebody's a true, it. true millennial. Uh, and okay. she had to have a very clear, crisp identity on social media. Plus, she was probably on social media long before we were. Okay. Um, so she, That's true. she grasped onto a, a really cool name early on. See, these are questions we should have had asked her before she left, but that's okay. Uh, we we can uh, we can wonder, or you can tweet her at Feather Stevens and ask. It also leaves uh, some room for for having her back on the show. That's exactly exactly. Get closer to that jacket. Yeah, you know, a lot of cliffhangers here. A lot yep. of social media cliffhangers. So so you're saying, Julie, millennials don't um, she's like. She's been on. Way, she's been on social but they don't media like, long before we even knew so, about so social media. So I'm just asking though, millennials don't like underscores. I don't think they like so. clean, crisp, A clean, okay. crisp, original, <laughs> okay. unique. Okay. 
Who remind us, Docs? Who were the who were the, un, who, were the under, who were the underscores uh, that we've had on the show? I I, I forget. Well, the, the most famous underscore is the DC Dodgers. <laughs> of course, that's right. He had tons of underscores. He, yeah, and and then uh, we had another guest recently who had an underscore because uh, uh, the full name was taken, and it, it escapes me. Right yeah, now. well, so tweet us and remind us. Tweet us and remind yeah. us and, and let them know that millennials, true millennials, to be cool, you don't want underscores. So uh, DC Dog Runner, mm. take note. Oh, now I feel like I'm going to get in trouble. No, no, no. That's all right. Um, <laughs> so, Docs, um, I had a question for Julie, and I don't know how much you can chime in on this, but I appreciate you taking the time to join us on your vacation. Um, I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, so, Julie is... Um, how many weeks oh, pregnant are you? Oh goodness! I know we've got a, we've got a second kid coming in in August. I do know that. So eighteen weeks tomorrow. Eighteen weeks tomorrow, which I'm gonna again miss the appointment for our uh, our second son's uh, uh, doctor's appointment. You have a, I hope that Jane. You have a perfect I, I hope record that, right now, Father. Perfect record of missing all the appointments for the second kid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's going for it. Yes, uh, but yes. Yeah, so I, I, I it's it's. Um, I think we've documented on this show that I haven't gone to any of the appointments yet. I was at a perfect attendance for the uh, for James's appointments. No, you didn't. <laughs> See, my I selective memory, selective memory. Um, so he was at all of the ones that he went to. He was. <laughs> I was he was. I was. So, um, so you've got a, a doctor's appointment for this. Uh, you're 18 weeks pregnant. Couple weeks. Two weeks. Is the next appointment. Two weeks. Are you guys going over your Google calendar right now? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. So, so Moving the, on to the question. So the question is, yeah. how's running been going at 18 weeks pregnant? Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying the running, to be honest. Um, I think this past fall before we got pregnant, I was probably running three or four days a week, which mm-hmm. is um, about all that my motivation could handle at that time. And I feel like since I've gotten pregnant, I've actually been much more motivated. So I'm trying to get out five or six days a week now. Um, I think the big thing about it is just, A, if if you're lucky enough to be able to do it. So last pregnancy, I had to stop at 25 weeks because mm-hmm. um, I started having contractions on my run, which the doctor said that's a big no-no. Not a good thing. Not, right? a, good, not a good thing. Um, I didn't really even know what it was at first. I just felt a burning felt sensation. Felt like a cramp, right? Yeah, a cramp. And mm-hmm. I, it just kept happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finally you asked about it. You through it, Julie. Yeah. Sure. I, was like, right. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm tougher than this. What? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need to go one of those belt straps around my belly or something um doctor said no more and um you know this time i i kind of feel like i'm just enjoying going at the right pace so last time i was actually transitioning over from professional running i was still contracted at the time i was actually contracted for the first four months of of james's life Hmm. um and so this time i'm not transitioning off of the intense need like we talked about with Heather a little bit earlier of like having to run seven days a week and feeling so guilty if I didn't um this time around I've I've definitely found a much more light space in my life an enjoyable space in my life for my running um so I've just been able to to get out there and 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 not really look at the watch and not know how long I'm out there or not know how um how fast I'm going and that's actually made a huge difference in in actually physically being able to get out there is just just knowing that I'm I'm doing something good for myself and for the baby. So, so are you emotionally enjoying enjoying the running better or physically? Is it a physical thing or is because it sounds like you're enjoying this uh, running better the second time through? 
or is it is it a physically it's 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 not as painful or no i think emotionally i'm just in a better space with it so i i just think you know there's less judgment this time around i'm actually just enjoying running for the sake of enjoying it and how like does does the doctor say uh you know how long you can run when you're pregnant or is it, it varies for yeah, each I mean, person? I think there, it just depends on your doctor, but right. uh, we have a, we have a pretty liberal doctor. Um, she's, guess, she's fantastic. I guess I would know if I went to the appointment. Yeah, well, you were there. She's the same doctor for James. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, okay. so, but you know, it's, it's kind of funny. I've been taking, I've been going to orange theory twice a week mm-hmm. and, uh, people look at me a little bit funny there, you know, cause you've got that awkward time period where it just kind of looks like you're working out really hard, but you're also developing a beer belly at the same right, time. Right. Um, so I'm getting past that point where people are like, oh, okay, maybe she's actually pregnant. We're like, yeah. wow. <laughs> These glasses are not working very well. I was <laughs> right. not a good poster child for um, Orange Theory for the first two months, but yeah, I mean, just being at a point in my in my running, in my exercise, where it kind of is placed in my life, I feel lucky to be able to do it. So I work full time, you know, obviously with, with Chris and our family and the stores, um, it's busy. And then having a toddler running around, like I have to find the right place for it in my life and not have it be something that's so pressured. Um, cause when I feel super pressured by it, I just, I don't want to do it. Um, so I'm just enjoying it that much more. And I think even orange theory has been kind of fun for me having a class to show up for and, and, and really not having anyone know who I am. So I, I don't, um, I don't have any pressure to be some fast runner on the treadmill. Um, I can kind of throw weights around with, with the best of them there. Uh, and she is one of the fast runners on the treadmill. Pregnant beer belly or not, I'm, I'm going to brag for <laughs> a little bit. It's getting slower and yeah. slower by the day, but we're enjoying it. I'm really excited that this this uh, company that you keep name dropping is sponsoring the show. <laughs> I know. I really should stop. Uh, <laughs> right. This small little um, gym down the street that right. Docs. I, I enjoy going to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Uh, you know, order order the dessert tonight. You're going to get paid a little bit more this week. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> Go for the too, filet. Too much name dropping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I know. I feel like on the podcast before, you guys have commented about maybe the fact that I even do Orange Theory or yeah, something like that. I think so we've, we've mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little again shock to that. Name, <laughs> again, again, again. Again. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Docs. Yeah. Julie, just to get you off uh, off this one track mind of, of free advertisement. Um, yeah. Do you want to chime in about pregnant running? I mean, I'm actually, to be honest, I'm kind of annoyed that you keep hogging the mic. I know <laughs> uh, this is your so vacation I, time that we're taking. <laughs> I, I was curious about, uh, um, I mean, you, you said you had a specific issue which you talked to the doctor about and they told you to stop. Do they give you any sort of guidance or anything about like, all right, well, you know, you can go 70% or or uh, no track workouts. I mean, do they, do they tell you anything specifically about, uh, limitations when you're running, when, when you have this, uh, medical ailment that you have? <laughs> medical ailment. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, not specifically. I mean, you know, the doctor kind of said, Hey, if you're having contractions, that's the sign that you should not be doing that. Um, but you know, they, they kind of knew my background in running and knew that I wanted to be exercising. So, you know, the, the next question was, can I cross train? And they said, as long as you don't have problems cross training. And I actually cross trained up until the day that, you know, James was born. So I was able to continue to, you know, vent, uh, you know, the way that you do in running in, in other ways. But, um, you know, I, I was able to take some time off from, from running, but 
you know, I was back running after after James was born about five weeks later, very slow, um, very, very, very slow. And also just a barely a mile here or there. But, um, you know, it, I think it was good for my body. I think if that's what my body was telling me yep. that I shouldn't be doing it, I had to listen. So it didn't really bother me that much. All right. Well, docs, um, thank you for uh, sitting through our, that conversation. I felt like he was. Thanks for humoring me. Docs. No, well, he was kind of moderating the discussion between us here, which I think was helpful. Um, I could, you know, talk <laughs> about not being at the doctor's appointment and, and he was, you know, a third party that was, you know, unbiased. So I appreciate that. No one's going to take, I, no one's going to take my side more. Sorry, I got you off that topic once, but now that you brought it back to making the appointments, it's on you. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I'm not going to save you again. All right, that's that's true. All right, so we'll uh, we'll we'll just transition out and say this podcast is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running, of course, is for every run. We also have a store in Princeton, New Jersey, Seven Palmer Square in Princeton, New Jersey. I hope Steve is continuing to plow through all our manager there. Steve is continuing to plow through all the episodes. Um, so it could be. Hopefully, it's it's March when he gets to this one. Uh, so yeah, tell us when you get here. Steve. Yeah, and tell us what. Yeah, uh, tweet me, tweet the show when you get here, Steve. Uh, of course, you can go to runpacers.com and sign up. Still sign up for the Parkway Classic. If you haven't signed up for the Parkway Classic, the best ten miler in all of DC coming up in April, April twenty third. So uh, sign up for that race today. Runpacers.com backslash races. All right, Docs. Um, when are you going to be back? Uh, I'll be back before this show posts. Okay. Nobody can rob me. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, you'll be back soon. That's good. Uh, I, I like I, I like that you uh, don't give specifics because yeah, that's right. I, I forget that uh, people do uh, listen to podcasts and then rob people's houses uh, yeah. when, when they realize they're not in there's, town. Good point. It's actually it's actually very common for uh, yes uh, podcasters to be robbed. <laughs> Uh, water on vacation. You're you're always one step ahead. All right, so you'll be back soon. Any more spring training games? Uh, yeah, we've got uh, three more. Three, nice. Three more, uh, and then we're going to go to the Salvador Dali Museum, and then we're going to come home. Nice. Well, I'm really glad you didn't get to watch the the, the Super Bowl with your dad. I'm glad you get to watch some Phillies uh, spring t- training games. So have have a great time down there, uh, Julie. You did a uh, great job co-hosting the show today. Well, thank you. Um, I know I hog the mic, um, but, um, you know. I'm used to interrupting yeah, you. I, yeah, you, you did a great job of, of, of stopping me and shutting me up when needed, so that was good. Um, I'm not sure when Joanna's going to be back, um, so uh, if, if you want to wish her well, uh, I think it's Jotorious L-I-B uh, on, on Twitter and Instagram, or one of those two, so shoot her a message. Uh, hopefully her bunion surgery went well. We'll get all the gory details from her when she comes back, and that's hopefully next week. All right. Great show, guys. I think this is episode, I don't know. At this point, without Docs and Joanna here, I'm not sure. Episode 145, 146. It's one of those, but it's in the books. Julie, great job co-hosting. Awesome job. Thanks, Docs, for calling in. Thanks to Heather Stevens for joining us today in studio. She's already tweeted about the show, so that's the type of guest we want. If, if you know what a good guest is, if you want to be a good guest, you tweet about us before the show even posts. That is a solid fan and guest of the show. 
All right, hopefully Joanna and Docs will be back next week. Until then, I'm Chris Farley. This is Face the Nation, and we will see you then. I'm going to play the music and get out. So I'm going to hang up on you, dude. Uh, okay. All right. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right, dude. See ya. Bye, dogs. Bye.